Hi, this is Dr. Elmo. A grandma got run over by a reindeer, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to episode 89 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm Brian Zemrak. Thanks for joining us for another look at upcoming and rumored remakes, sequels, and movies, as well as TV and movie DVD releases coming your way, and our weekly guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, as we move closer to the holiday season and Christmas, we are joined by Dr. Elmo, the famed singer of the classic Christmas novelty song, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Elmo will be joining us in a few minutes. Stick around for that. But first, let's take a look at Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remakes, remakes, and more remakes. Well, it looks like the Xbox 360 game Gears of War is rumored to be headed toward a big screen debut, and it's listed as a 2010 release. Chris Rock's remake of Death at a Funeral will hit theaters this spring, and the original, of course, was a British film. And the classic Christmas tale, The Nutcracker, is once again headed toward a remake. And this time, it's listed as an action-adventure movie. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that one. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming movies, rumored and otherwise, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Well, as far as upcoming movies, we have some interesting ones coming your way. Woody Harrelson and Lindsay Lohan are starring in The Other Side. It's about an overachieving science scholar who tries to solve a bizarre mystery involving the residents of a remote island and discovers something she could have never predicted. Look for a 2010 release on that one. And let's see, Jason Lee will star in Crater. In 2010, about a 70s rock band that finds massive success after hiring a new lead singer who has a hidden agenda. And finally, Bruce Willis will star in Kane and Lynch in 2011. It's about two death row inmates who escape from prison and team up to retrieve a stolen fortune. That's about it for upcoming movies. Next, we're going to take you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming away as far as sequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. Well, we have a couple of uh, sequels to let you in on. Of course, uh, we've talked about Sex in the City, and uh, it seems that it's going to be hitting theaters on May of 2010. But uh, if you are listening right now on uh, our download from iTunes, which is an enhanced version, uh, so you have a chance to see pictures if you're listening on an iPod that plays your iTunes and also on a, any computer, uh, Mac or PC. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes down in the corner, you can see pictures of what we're talking about. But uh, we have a teaser poster from Sex and the City that uh, you can see. And uh, if you uh, don't have the version, if you have an iTunes account, you can go and you can download that one and uh, take a peek at that. And let's see, what else here? Pee Wee Herman. Yes, remember him? Well, he, he's coming back. It's Pee-wee's Playhouse, the TV show and the movie starring Paul Rubens. It's getting another sequel, and this one will be called P. 
Pee-wee's Playhouse, the movie. Okay, we'll see what happens with that one. And uh, June 30th, 2010, The Twilight Saga Eclipse hits theaters. And this time, it's going to be even bigger and better. At least in IMAX theaters, that is. Fans will be able to see it with enhanced picture and sound, courtesy of IMAX. So, those of you that are near a theater that has IMAX, uh, you'll be able to see that bigger than life. Even bigger than normal life, I guess. And that's about it for Sequel City. Coming up next, let's find out what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And TV on DVD, Selena Gomez stars in The Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie extended edition, as the family goes on vacation and she casts a spell that threatens the family's existence. And it comes to DVD December 15th. And 1969's The Bill Cosby Show Season 2 is looking for an early 2010 release on DVD. And uh, we'll let you know the exact date uh, when we find out. And uh, Room 222 Season 2 starring Karen Valentine comes to DVD on January 19th. And this time it's only available at ShoutFactory.com. And they are the distributor of the film, uh, of the TV show rather. And uh, it is not going to be in stores online only at shoutfactory.com and they've got a couple other ones that are going to be coming out and they're strictly there that you can get them so you might want to check that out if you're a fan of room 222 and uh coming up next on on screen to beyond it is movies on dvd Movies on DVD, well, Disney and Jerry Bruckheimer's CGI G-Force, starring Sam Rockwell and Tracy Morgan, Penelope Cruz, and Nicolas Cage as those daring guinea pigs of the G-Force team, comes to DVD on Tuesday, December 15th, along with Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards, starring Brad Pitt as a Nazi hunter. It'll also hit stores on the 15th. And The Hangover arrives also on that date, and it takes you on a crazy bachelor party in Vegas. That's it for movies on DVD from On Screen and Beyond. Coming up next, we have the holiday song of holiday songs. The one that uh, everybody wants to hear at this time of year. And I can remember being uh, on the radio and uh, you know people just calling when it gets around Thanksgiving. It all started. Everybody was asking for this song. Uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer, and of course, it is sung by Dr. Elmo, and he is going to be our guest coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest this week on On Screen and Beyond recorded a song 30 years ago, which has become a Christmas classic. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. He's Dr. Elmo. Welcome to the show, Dr. Elmo. 
It's great to be here, Brian. It's a pleasure having you on here. And, and that song, it, it seems like, it, it doesn't seem like it's been 30 years because it, it's just, it's always been there. <laughs> yes, it seems like only yesterday since the Grey Panthers were picketing my first performance of Grandma <laughs> Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Now, they were so upset because of what the song was saying. Is that what it was? Well, I said the song was ageist, sexist, and violent against women. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when they came to pick at the performance, I got out of the car and uh, started walking into the club, and then one person had a big sign, they were flashing it in front of me, that said, what's so funny about a dead grandma? <laughs> and and the, 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 the callers just kept calling in and calling in and calling in and wanting to radio stations to play that song, and now it's become, it, it's the Christmas song. <laughs> yeah, I've been really surprised there are people, you know, in my generation, everyone said, well, you know, as soon as we hear White Christmas, it's we know it's Christmas. Right. But now, there are a lot of people who, when they say it, they're serious. They say, it's just not Christmas until I hear Grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> and, you know, newer generations of people, that's they actually feel that way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when you recorded that song, you know, 30 years ago, did you think it would become such a classic when you were doing it? Not at all. I thought it would be a great little novelty joke for one year, and then that would be the end of it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's sort of like the monster mash of Christmas. <laughs> it, it certainly is. You know, because you hear that one all the time, too. Yeah. Uh, um, now, did you... Did you set out to become a recording artist when you first started? Not at all. I, You know, I was about 35 years old when I started playing music for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to play bluegrass banjo. And, and my mostly, mostly I just thought I just wanted to sit around the house for some time at my veterinary hospital and play at noon and just for my own enjoyment. I never thought about even playing with a band in the beginning. And, you know, a year or two after I picked it up, I did start playing with a band of people, and and I could barely play at all. But still, I really enjoyed playing with the band. And then a couple of years later, I started singing some songs. And when I sang funny songs, people responded very well. But if I sang a serious song, they'd laugh at me anyway. <laughs> Now, uh, when you were recording that song, uh, you know, what made you decide to do that song? You know, I just really liked the song, and I thought it, was, I thought it just had a lot of great things about it. There were so, so many good punchlines in it. Did you write it? No, I didn't. It was written by a friend of mine named Randy Brooks. And he, he well, I met him in Lake Tahoe. I was playing at the Hyatt Lake Tahoe. And the day I got there, there was a big snowstorm, and that evening I started playing, and he couldn't get out because of the snowstorm. He was he was with the band that had been playing there that was leaving. Mm -hmm. And he came to see the show, and after the show he said, you know, I have a song that I think would be perfect for you, and my band doesn't like me to sing it, so I might want to give it to you. And so he sang Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, and I thought, yep, that's, you know, I really like that song, and... And then I asked him if I could publish it, even though I didn't even really know what it meant then myself. And so then later on, uh, I guess 1979, I recorded it, and I still didn't have any, I didn't have any expectations of it ever being played on the radio, mm -hmm. but I just wanted to make a recording of it. 
So I made a recording and gave a number of copies to my friends. And one of my friends took it to a radio station. And one day I was driving to work at my veterinary hospital, and suddenly uh, a lot of people were calling in and saying, we want to hear that song again. Other people said, we don't want to hear the song. And so pretty soon when he got 50 requests, he started playing Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. And, wow, I, it was the first time I ever heard myself on the radio. <laughs> I can remember back then I was on the radio at that time, and, and I can remember when it got close to Christmas, every year Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer was requested. It was just like, you know, that was the song that they wanted to hear. It was unbelievable. And it still is. Yeah, it's, you know, year after year, I never expected that people would want to hear it again. Yeah. I thought that, you know, on December 26th, I thought well, that was fun, but, you know, now it's over. I'd go back to my day job. And and so uh, then the next year, the same thing would happen. And, you know, after 15 years, once I got a call and somebody called me up and said, you know, we're having a, we're having this Christmas concert and Bobby Helms of Jingle Bell Rock's going to be on it. Mm-hmm. A lot of oldies singers. And we wanted to know if, if the guy there can sing Grandma Got Run Over by Reindeer. And I said, yeah, I can sing it. And so uh, he invited me to play at this concert in Cincinnati called Jingle Bell Rock. Mm-hmm. And Peter Noon of Herman's Hermits and yeah. the Drifters and the Crystals. And, and many, many people were on that show that I idolized. Oh, yeah. You know, as, a, as I was growing up. Yeah. And, and suddenly I just found myself backstage with all these people that I thought were so wonderful. Hmm. And it was, it was the most thrilling thing for me. And sure enough, right after that, you know, the, the, uh, the, sh- the show went over great. Or, I mean, at least my part of the show went over well enough that they thought a lot of people who had Christmas concerts started calling me up. and hmm. Then I got to play on the bill with... Uh, uh, then later I played on a bill with a lot of different oldies acts at Christmas concerts. Yeah. And then I played on a Christmas concert down in Los Angeles at the Wiltern Theater with Peter Frampton, George Thorogood, and Pat Benatar. Wow. And uh, what a bill to be on. Oh, yeah. Especially... All three of those acts have three of the greatest guitar virtuosos in the country on them. <laughs> and, and, I, and they had this big band. George Thorogood went on before me. I was just, you know, kind of an in-between act. Mm-hmm. And the Wiltern Theater was rocking as if there was an earth, earthquake. <laughs> and, and then after they got finished, then I, then I had to walk out there, just me and my guitar, a little acoustic guitar, and sing Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. And I, I was just petrified. I said, oh, <laughs> this is terrible. He just got finished singing Bad to the Bone. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but anyway, I sang Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Lo and behold, everybody stood up. I, I was just stunned. <laughs> I thought, wow, I certainly dodged a bullet here. <laughs> jeez. Yeah. Now... Why did it take so long? You know, I mean, I just would have thought that, that, that the, the whole song, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, just naturally fit into a Christmas special, an animated Christmas special. But why did it take so long for it to become one? Well, the, the people who were interested in doing the Christmas special, they weren't interested in, in it until it was 
you know, a really bona fide standard, mm-hmm. I believe. Oh, I see. And, uh, and let me see, I, you know, I first put it out in 79 and started getting airplay in 1980. So 20 years later, they began to think it was a bona fide standard. Huh. And so, you know, it was, produ- it was uh, produced by the, uh, by the same man, uh, Phil Roman, that uh, produced the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Huh. And now you, uh, you actually got to be one of the voices on the, on the show. You know, I had to audition. Oh, really? <laughs> well, here's the thing about I wrote the story. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I wrote all the songs that were going to be in it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then I had to audition for the part. <laughs> so I, I got the part of Grandpa, and then I also got the part of the narrator. Yeah. So uh, I was very happy. But they had a bunch of people audition for it, and I had no, you know, I didn't know whether I was going to get it or not. Huh? Yeah. Well, well, you have that distinct, you know, like uh, Boris Karloff did, you know, The Grinch, and, and of course everybody yeah. remembers that. But but you have a, a, a distinct voice that that sets you apart. So I can see that you were, you know, you were the one for it naturally. <laughs> yeah, I was glad they glad they chose me. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now, um, when you were young, now you say you started playing guitar uh, when you, or you know, when you were thirty-five. Uh, yeah. When you were young, what were you thinking about doing? Um, I wanted to be a jockey first. Oh, My really? dad had been a jockey, and then ran into some trouble. He was a he was the leading rider of America when he was sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen years old, hmm. and he had the same name as I do, Elmo Shropshire. Mm-hmm. And when he was eighteen, when he was between eighteen and nineteen years old, he grew like eight inches taller. You know, he grew up to be about five ten. Yeah. And he was still trying to make the weight of one hundred and five pounds. And he was running in rubber suits, and he did everything in the world he could do, but he just couldn't do it anymore. Couldn't mm-hmm. make the weight. Yeah. Jeez. And um, so I, I also, but when I was ten years old, I was riding thoroughbreds. And so, by the time I was about 17, I'd ridden in a few small races, and I was a, an exercise boy on a regular basis. And I was 5'2", weighed about 100, 105 pounds. And I, and I used to exercise a horse. Um, I, I rode him, broke him as a yearling and exercised him as a two-year-old, a horse by the name of Needles, who won the Kentucky Derby. He got beat by nose in the in the Preakness, and he won the Belmont too. Yeah, jeez. Huh. Now uh, you mentioned running. Uh, yeah. You're an avid runner, right? Or are you still a runner? I'm still a runner. I just ran a half marathon a couple of weeks ago. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, I. You know, I started running when I was about 55 years old. Wow. And I ran a lot of five and 10k races, and then then I actually ran a number of half marathon races. But but when you're a runner. I can tell you that any 
perspective marathon runners out there, running a marathon is seem is like three times the amount of effort it takes to run, than it does to run a half marathon. It's like running three half mar three or four half marathons instead of just one. Hmm. But um, when I turned seventy, I ran my first half marathon. Holy! And I ran the New York marathon and. And I really trained a lot. I ran about 40 miles a week for about six months. And I, I had high expectations of how I was going to do. <laughs> but <laughs> there's a lot of good 70-year-old runners really? out there. You know, they're running that marathon. And so uh, I think I finished ninth in my age division out of about 125, 70-year-olds. Wow. That's good. Holy cow. I, I was really happy about that. Oh, yeah. I don't blame you. Jeez, that's good. Huh. But I, I got to hand it to you, boy. I, <laughs> if I can run to the street corner, I'm doing good. <laughs> it takes a long time to get in running shape. I'm sure. Gee. Yeah, the first, you know, the first six or seven years I was a runner, even though I was getting older all the time, I got faster. You know, when I was 62, I was a much faster runner than when I was 55. But it, running is a sport that... Um, it's hard to get started in, and it takes a while for your body to adjust. It takes a lot of effort. I'm sure you're going to build it up because otherwise, than that, you're just <laughs> yeah just not moving. And um, now, uh, this being the 30th anniversary of Grandma got run over by a reindeer, uh, there's all kinds of things I noticed that are that are coming out this year or have been out, you know, in the last few years. Um, like uh, there's a, a a tin, a, a commemorative tin? At, at yeah, Walmart. there's a 30th anniversary commemorative gift tin. And usually I don't like to crow about my CDs. You know, people can hear me and then they can make their own choice. But this is kind of special because it's a, it's a beautiful cookie tin with a beautiful embossment of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer on the top of it. and But inside you get a CD, a DVD, and a Christmas stocking. And it only costs $7. It's, it's at all Walmart stores. It's an exclusive with Walmart. But for $7, it's a great gift item for anybody that's into the grandma song. And it's so inexpensive, and you get so much. Even if you don't want to hear the grandma song, you can throw the CD away, and it's still worth more than $7. Right, yeah. Boy, that's a, that's a, that's a really low price. Jeez. And, uh, and of course, uh, I, I see that there's... Uh, uh, stuffed animals that Hallmark is coming or came out with last year or the year before? Well, uh, Hallmark, so this is the first year Hallmark has come out. They have a, what they call a keepsake ornament. And keepsake means that they're just going to do it this year. Oh, I see. Okay. And and I hope that some of them are still available. They're available in uh, all Hallmark gold crown stores. We tried to buy some of them, and we were able to buy two or three in the beginning. And now we can't get them anymore, but they're a one-of-a-kind thing, and it's, it's the nicest thing, I think, that has come from the Grandma song. Hallmark did a great job. It's this cute little reindeer in a, in a car, and it sings Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer when you press the button, and the, the fender is dented, and one of the headlights is broken out on it uh, from hitting Grandma. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so now with all these other things that are coming out, uh, of course, everybody relates to you as being, you know, the singer of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. But uh, you actually have other CDs out that, that have 
other songs. Like I understand you have a CD out for, uh, with um, songs for Halloween called uh, uh, Dr. Elmo Sings the Booze. Yes. That's a Halloween album. You know, um, we did an album, oh, three or four years ago for Sony BMG, and then we did another one for them, and then they said, well, you know, what about Halloween? Could you do a Halloween album? And I never even thought of it, but we've I just did a Halloween album, and I really believe it's the best thing I've ever done. We oh, had, really? We, you know, once we got started, I have a co-writer, and once we got started, we wrote, I think, some of the funniest and also scariest there's uh, some on there that are pretty scary like texas chainsaw halloween um but uh we, we that's my favorite album of all time really what, what's your favorite song on that cd it's called uh, redneck dracula mm-hmm. and it's 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 a song about dracula uh going out on the town and he and he ends up in a, red, a redneck bar and and then he begins to see a litany of American horrors like NASCAR, big hair, and there's a line in it that says, I drank her blood till I was, uh, I drank her blood till I was full, then lost it all on the mechanical bull. <laughs> well, now, if, if somebody wants to uh, purchase that, can, do, can they get it at your website? or? Yes, they can. And, and what's the name of the website? Um, D-R-E-L-M-O, like Drelmo or DrElmo.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and or they can just put Dr. Elmo in on Google, and it'll go right to it as well. Yeah. Well, what we'll do on our website is we will put a link that they can just click on when they look at your interview. Uh, they can just click on that uh, link, and it'll go directly to yours so they can get to your website and uh, maybe pur- purchase something. or. Uh... Oh, that would be wonderful. Now, our... our all those things available on your website, or just your CDs, or uh, well, yes, they can buy everything. Uh, the, the the gift tins and my uh, Sony BMG CD are in Walmart, mm-hmm. and the Sony BMG CD is is pretty much everywhere. And uh, and the Dandy toys, these are the singing reindeer toys that have been out for about five or six years. Yeah, extremely popular. They sell out every year. And there are reindeer in, in big rocking chairs that, that sing the song. And they're all available at Walmart, Kmart, and uh, many other, all the big box stores. Yeah. Well, and they'll... also the Hallmark ornament is only available at Hallmark Gold Crown stores. But a lot of my albums, including my Halloween album, is available on my website, and you can buy any of this stuff from my website. All right, great. And all those things make great stocking stuffers for this time of year. So that uh, people should look out for those things. Just before we go here, I, uh, I have just a couple more questions. Just to sort of, everybody dreads these because they're just throwing them out at you here. Okay. But um, uh, being in the music industry, what are your favorite songs um, besides yours? <laughs> yes. I was a tremendous Eagles fan. Ah, yeah. And I, I've been a bluegrass player uh, for as long Once I started playing music. I was a bluegrass banjo player, you know, have been the whole time. And I play in a band, and, and I knew Bernie Ledden, one of the original lead guitar player for the Eagles. And he also, I know this may sound funny, but he played the banjo on a lot of Eagles albums hmm. in the background. But he was a great banjo player and a big inspiration to me, you know, besides Earl Scruggs. Yeah. But, um, and then recently, oh, there's, there's some new bands out 
that I really love. Um, I really like Ricky Skaggs, and um, you know, he, he's a bluegrass player, of course. And I, I would guess that the Flat and Scruggs were big influences on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, just for just for regular music, I guess um, Paul Simon, Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah, all great artists. Yeah. Now, what about here's another one. One more uh, favorite movie. Oh, new or old doesn't make any difference. That's easy. The Big Lebowski. Ah, okay. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Big, Big Lebowski. Secondly. Best in show. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's always interesting to find out what people, you know, it, it sort of tells you something about people when you hear what their favorite movies are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, well, Dr. Elmer, I want to thank you very much. It's been, it's been great having you on the show, and I uh, appreciate you taking the time. Brian, it's really been my pleasure. What a very fun interview. Yeah, well, uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. And I want to thank Dr. Elmo so much for taking the time to talk to us. And it's actually the second time I've had the opportunity to work with Dr. Elmo a few years. Uh, well, actually, quite a few years ago, we, uh, we worked on a children's video together. So it was good to talk to him again. And I hope you enjoyed that. And he's a great guy. And uh, let's see. Our next episode of On Screen to Be On, number 90, will be coming your way a little bit early. Usually it's on Sunday. Uh, and it's going to be coming out on Friday this week because of uh, the upcoming holiday and all the rush that's going on. i got to get it done quicker. And uh, we also have a very, very special guest joining us. So you, you have got to make sure that you listen to this one because uh, this actress is uh, just a perfect guest and uh, she's going to be joining us next week right here on on screen and beyond till then thanks for listening i'm brian zemrak take care mm-hmm.